2: Two at Drive Time Sports on the Buzz Radio Network. Rick Schaefer, he is out today. I'm Randy Rainwater from the capital city. Now
0: to Trey Betty, brought to you by Asher Wrecker Service 501 562 2293. Family owned and operated since 1980. Asher Wrecker, dependable towing and vehicle recovery service. Ask for Asher.
2: Good afternoon,
0: Trey. Hey guys.
2: Well, it's just one person today. It is me. Rick is in Arlington watching baseball. Hello guy. Yeah. Hello guy. Uh did you learn anything? I guess this is the last viewing day, is it not, for the Arkansas Razorback football team.
3: That's right. Yeah, yeah, last viewing day. Still got some guys out, uh paul Jalen Braxton, Al Walcott, still dinged up. Um you know, Devon Manuels doing stuff, that's good. Uh Takis Crawford doing stuff. He didn't make the trip obviously last week. Uh full pass today, running yeah, uh, they were j I think I mean I can even remember, I think they were just in Spiders on Monday. Uh they might have been in shells. Uh but full pass today, blasting music. Pretty much it. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Any changes it's going to take
3: a whole lot away. Yeah. Go ahead.
2: Any changes, Trey, to the offensive line? Have they gone back to uh, the way it was basically yeah, from the beginning.
3: Yeah, yeah, it, they have. Now, they, you know, Crawford got in a little bit at right tackle today, and, you know, Kutis was in there also with the first group. Uh, I don't know that there's any change there, but just, you know, I think kind of working Crawford back in there. Maybe they take a look at, at getting him some more action um, now that he's healthy. Um, sure would be nice if Devon Manuel was healthy enough to go, but so far he hasn't been rolling with the first group, but, uh, they call it a stinger. I, I, I gotta imagine that's it's something bigger than that with with manual. I mean, it's, when I think stinger, I think you know, week and a half it kind of bugs you, and then it goes away. But this has been going on pretty much all year, so it's got to be something bigger than that
2: with him. Yeah, you'd think so because, uh, I, in fact, wasn't it a knee originally, and he's gotten past that. Now we're talking yeah. about a stinger.
3: He had. I know he. He got dinged in the head in camp, and then when he came back in the scrimmage, he rolled his ankle, and then I think, I don't know if it was a knee or what it was, uh, it might have been the stinger, but it's been, you know, it was just kind of three different injuries back to back to back, and yeah, this latest one, I mean, when I think of a stinger, I think maybe you kind of hit somebody funny and you get a little, you know, kind of a achy nerve or something, mm-hmm, you know? Mm-hmm. Is that what you think of? Like mm-hmm. maybe in your neck or something? Right. That's what I think of, and you know it bothers you for a little while but it doesn't it doesn't last this long or it doesn't cause you to you know you know not be as you know that much better so it's it's got to be something more I would think but I'm not not sure what it is exactly but I mean he seems like he's in good spirits out there it's not like he's just like down in the dumps so I don't know but they uh they need Devon Manuel I mean they need they need Nudie back, you know has been in green in practice, and, you know I can't even I don't know if he was in green today he was in green yesterday, but he was out there, so that's usually a pretty good indicator he'll play uh but they need to get Al Walcott and need to get uh jalen braxton pooh Paul you know pooh I don't know what poohs if pooh has a concussion, then he's probably not playing next week, you know we talked about that last week. You see it sometimes where a guy comes back the next week, but almost always, like 99% of the time, uh, the guy didn't come back next week. So I'm thinking, Pooh, if that's what it is, you know, it could have been something else, but I think it's probably what it is, uh, then I wouldn't expect to see him. And Braxton, he didn't really play the second half. I'm not sure what his injury is.
2: That is one of those injuries that Pooh had, the way that his Chin hit the ground. Maybe my first thought was, "Thank goodness he didn't do something severe to his neck, um, some type of severe neck injury." But it may have, may have resulted, obviously, in the concussion. But um, boy, I thought, yeah, for if sure, that's what
3: we're dealing with. Yeah.
2: yeah, golly, he's fortunate to be able to walk. Um, all right, I have had this question asked to me multiple times. And uh, this is from our Asher Record Service Company, Life In Feedback. This from Rhyme. says, Why are you refusing to acknowledge my question about Bo Mosley? He leads the state in INTs, not to be confused with the former Razorback Bo Mosley. Then he goes on to say, Uh, a little bit earlier, where is it? Um, standout defensive back at Russellville, who's going to visit, uh, he's going on a visit to Alabama. And the best I can research, he's got five interceptions so far this season, 21 tackles. And, uh, he visited Arkansas for the Kent State game
3: yeah I think the real question here Randy is why what do you have against him why do you i don't why do you refuse to
2: recognize this question? I don't because when I looked in into Hooten's magazine <laughs> and I looked through all the written words that were there, not once was his name mentioned, mm-hmm. so I become skeptical. yeah, well, this yeah.
3: guy seems to think he's been asking you several times and
2: well, you won't answer uh, it. probably 3,550 times, and I just, you know, <laughs> I just decided to go ahead and answer it. Uh. <laughs> good. Glad you
3: finally got around to it.
2: <laughs> Let's talk to Savage. Savage, good afternoon. You have a question or comment for Trey.
3: Yes, sir. And, Trey, don't let your wife scare you on the walkabout next time. Oh. <laughs> yeah, she got me.
2: Boy, Trey, you, oh, yeah. I mean, you have had an adventure this year with your walking talks. Yeah, that's... Uh... Walked in the stadium. <laughs> yeah. Now the wife spooks you.
3: Yep. Yeah, she, uh I guess for those who didn't watch, I, I sent Andrew and Curtis to Oxford this time, so I didn't <laughs> make the trip to Oxford, so I did. I was going to go do it down the street, and it was the street lights were off, and I said, well, I'll just do it in my backyard. And I guess I accidentally locked all the doors, including the garage door, and so she had no way to get in, so she crept around the back and uh yeah, if I had hair, it would have been standing straight up.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
4: it looked like it. You know, but, Trey, real quick, if we look at all the programs that are Arkansas, from the soccer team to the girls' women's softball, baseball's doing good, basketball team's, you know, doing pretty good. And Randy was just talking about the NIL and the football expectations of being just mm-hmm. an eight-win team. And then you got Stoops coming out for Kentucky, and he says, we need to just pay more, you know, pay more money. Mm-hmm. Well, what's yeah. stopping Arkansas if there's no cap on this thing? Let's put a billboard up. If you want to come to Arkansas, we'll pay you more than the next SEC school.
3: Yeah, I mean, that, we've, the other we've been told SEC our that got,
4: Arkansas is not a. I'm sorry. Yeah, go
3: ahead. I, I think other SEC schools probably have the same policy. SEC football is more competitive than basketball or baseball. Even now, base, basketball's getting there, no question. Uh, but SEC yeah. football is just different level competitive. And they do pay NIL money. I mean, I know some of the, the figures. Some of them I've been, you know, told not to say, but they're up there. And I'll say this, like when you go to SEC media days now, you know, they used to have fake diamonds in their ears, and now they're real. <laughs> right. They are. Real watches, real Rolexes, you know, it's, it's not the fake stuff anymore. So um, they're shelling out a good bit of money, but, you know, it just gets. I think it gets difficult. And Pittman has said, you know, they've done a good job with guys that are interested in coming to a place because, you know, they want to. They want to have playing time, and you know, they want. They like the, the the region, and they want nil money. But they haven't had as good a luck with guys that just want nil money and don't care about anything else except for getting paid. And that's probably got to change. I mean, this is like we can talk about. um you know where arkansas is right now where do you guys think arkansas would be right now if not for the transfer portal and 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 absolutely yeah and i i made this point the other day and somebody said well you're not counting the people that left arkansas most of the people that left arkansas were not good enough to play here like the three linemen that left they weren't they weren't getting ready to jump into the mix you know um the defensive backs that left here they couldn't start over, you know, Quincy McAdoo when they were just moving him from wide receiver as a true freshman, they weren't gonna play here. You know, so without the transfer portal, I mean it would just be really bad right now. Like they're losing some close games, but they would just be getting obliterated. And I know a loss is a loss and nobody's happy with a loss. And but uh yeah, it it could have been a lot worse. And, you know, a lot of that's just the unfortunate Um, You know, part of things with bringing the staff in in 2019, you got like two weeks in. And I say a staff. You had Pittman and like two guys. It's like Justin Stepp and and, uh, Brad uh, Brad Smith, not Brad Smith, uh, who's the guy that left for LSU offensive line coach, regardless. He had like two guys on staff that were helping him recruit. And, you know, that's why you have... That 2020 class, there's Dominic Johnson and Jashad Stewart are the only players left from that class on this team. And then 2021, you had the you know, the COVID restrictions. You couldn't recruit in person. And there's some good players from that class, but mostly there's not. I mean, most of those guys are gone, too. There's probably six or seven guys left from that class. But the good news is you can dip into the transfer portal and pull out quality players. I mean, look what they did on defense. There's nine, nine players on defense that are making a significant contribution from the... 2023 class, and then two others, Nudie and Landon Jackson from the 2022 class. I mean, that's, that's a pretty significant part of the defense. And they got the defense fixed. They recognized the issues on defense and went out and got portal players, changed some coaches, got the issues fixed. It's just kind of perplexing how they didn't see it with the offensive line. How did they not see it? And maybe there wasn't that guy out there, but... I mean, you—you you, nothing works without the offensive line. It just, you know, I always. I was talking to somebody the other day about Tyler Wilson at Alabama. I appreciate it. appreciate it, right? When, Yeah, when he was getting just walloped over and over again. And uh, everybody's just talking about how tough he is. The only reason we know that Tyler Wilson is tough is because he was getting the crap knocked out of him over and over again because the offensive line couldn't plot for him, you know. Um, you know, that team, though, I know I'm going off on all kinds of tangents and back and forth, but that was probably that was probably the worst offensive line Arkansas's had on a 10 plus win team ever, you know, and they were better than this one.
2: Hmm. All right, Dre, this is from our Asher Records Service Company. Life and feedback. Uh, let's see, where is it? Um. This from Bill. Question for Trey. Trey, what are your thoughts on the future of Sam Pittman? I think he needs to go, but I'm eager to hear your response.
3: Yeah, I mean, I don't know that it's my job to, like, lobby for coaches to be fired or anything like that. And people know on here that have listened to me that I like Sam Pittman. I think everybody likes Sam Pittman, but that's not enough. It's not enough just to like a guy. He's got, he's got to win, and he knows that. It's year four, and despite all the obstacles you had, you know, in the COVID year and, the, you know, the recruiting in 2021, what I mentioned just now, despite all that, people don't, you know, people aren't going to be like, oh, well, he just needs he just needs more time because, you know, he still had a pretty good bit of time. You can make quick turnaround now. Um, I do think that there will be changes on this staff, uh, and I don't know that it's going to be Sam Pittman. And, again, I'm not, I don't lobby for, for coaches to be fired. I think some people think that's the media's job. And I've done it before. I, I would say, you know, when I when I recognize a situation is just horrendous. You know, when Pelfrey um, was at Arkansas, he needed to go. Uh, Chad Morris needed to go, and I made that clear on those guys. You know, with Pittman, it's I'm not. I don't feel like it's the same situation. It's not good because you're losing. But like when Chad Morris is here, those guys just quit on him. You know, the players. Hated Pelfrey, you know, and with Pittman, they're still battling for him. Now they still battled for Brett Bielema. I talked about that the other day. You know, the the Coastal Carolina game, they battled back. The Ole Miss game, they battled back. Missouri, they almost won his last game here. But it's just not. It's not enough just to to be well liked. It helps because everybody's, you know. Everybody's pulling for you, and I find myself pulling for Sam. But he knows as much as anybody that he has to win. And you know what we can hope with this with this game against Alabama? They're not gonna they're not gonna go to Tuscaloosa and win this game. Okay, they're just not. But if you can put up a good fight, you can. You know, you can um, get out of it healthy. The backstretch of the schedule is a lot easier than the, than the start, and you'd hope that the experiences that they've gotten on the offensive line, what doesn't work on offense, getting a little more familiar, you know, maybe they can finish strong and get to a bowl game. But the expectations for this team were not six wins and getting to a bowl game either. But the question is, is that enough for for Sam to get another year? Because you can you can make some quick changes, you know. It's just they have to identify that Sam is the guy. And if he's not, then, and we've talked about this too, you know, if things continue to go south, which I don't think there's any sign that they're, <laughs> that they're not, but if they continue to go south, uh, you can have a really toxic off season, like it's brutally toxic on airwaves, um, you know, just the the talk with people on trying to lure recruits in because you know recruits might see a lame duck situation, and you know so. Pittman didn't really have any choice but to turn it around because neither of those options are good—getting
2: fired or having a toxic off-season. All right, Dre, right, this is from Joel. He says, "Do you think Arkansas needs to hire a gimmick-type OC? I mean, a high-flying passing attack, triple option, etc."
3: I think they need some offensive linemen. I'm like. I'm as frustrated with Dan Enos and all the, and everything that's happening as, as anybody, but I, I, for me, it all starts up front. It starts with the offensive line, and the you know running backs haven't been great blockers either, and neither have the tight ends. I think that'll get better at tight end now that Ty Washington's come along, and you know now that Rocket Sanders is is getting healthy. But to me, the offensive line is the problem with this team above all else, and yes. You know, maybe there's things that Dan could be calling that would better suit KJ and his abilities, and you'd, you'd like to think he's figuring that out. I can remember back in 2015. You know, they it was half it was halfway through the season. It was after that Auburn game that went into triple overtime before the offense really started lighting people up. So, um, but to me, it's it's not so much about getting a razzle dazzle play caller. I mean, people used to call. Kendall razzled old razzle dazzle, you know he'd get down to the goal line and start to do something funky and and uh, everybody get furious um, and I'm not sure if they had Kendall browwlse back if it would make a significant- it might have it might have won him you know they might have they might have beaten b y u but if they don't have the offensive line, it just doesn't matter it doesn't matter who what the play calls are if they can't run the ball, if you're one dimensional which Arkansas has been you're just not going to have any success on offense. You know, you're going to you're going to throw the ball a lot, but you're going to make colossal errors. I mean, throwing the ball so much, especially when they know that you can't run the ball and they're not worried about it. So it doesn't really matter what kind of fancy gimmick offensive coordinator you bring in here if you
2: can't block. Let's talk with Dave. Dave, good afternoon. You have a question or comment for Trey.
5: Yeah, good afternoon, there, Randy and, and Trey. Uh, quick comments. Uh, I heard Ray, uh, not Ray, but uh, Trey mentioned you know when, when when Sam came in, you know, and, and the recruiting class and everything else and the talent, you know, and, and I don't think it's all talent, you know, because uh, I think we we, we agree that the back, I mean Kent State, just they were just eviscerated from their talent when their when their coach left and, and yep. went the Colorado with Prime, and I'll, I'll put it this way. If you ever given that coach a Kent State Arkansas talent and given uh, Arkansas Kent State's talent, Kent State would have beat Arkansas by thirty. Like they were just completely out coached. They're outcoached. coached. Maybe so Arkansas, I mean Kent State Kent State did not have the talent that Arkansas had. Or had. Yeah. That right. game, I mean Kent State Arkansas. was beaten
3: twenty eight to six though. I mean, it's just the defense was the defense was solid. And the defense has been solid most of the year, except for, you know, a second half against Texas A&M. The defense has pretty much been there. And, you know, we can talk about 38 points against BYU. BYU, a lot of those points were because of the offense, because of issues with with the offense. Uh, I think it's actually pretty impressive what the defense has done, considering they just get thrown out there after one three and out after another from the offense. Um, I
5: don't. I don't. I don't, I don't, I don't disagree you with you. I think
3: the talent all. on this roster is good enough to get to what I you predicted that, in the preseason at the eight best. wins. Tell it's tell just it's the, the offensive line talent. talent isn't there. The offensive line.
5: What? Exactly. You know. And, and again, I, I think if you give Kent State Arkansas's roster, and you and you give uh, 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 Sam Pittman Kent State's roster, I believe Kent State be fucking Arkansas, Arkansas by thirty. I really do. Because uh, that—that's how much they were out-coached. and Sam Pittman lost me when he said he didn't want to step on any toes. Hmm. He lost me there. You know, you're the head coach, and you say you don't want to step on any toes. Come on, Trey. Yeah. Come, come on, Randy. <laughs> come I do home. think it's a tough.
3: Hey. <laughs> Thank do, you, Dave. I do think it's—I do think it's a tough balance, and sometimes I think maybe Sam tries to keep people happy too much, maybe. But I also think it's a tough balance for him in this age of NIL. I don't think this is what any of these coaches signed up for because you can't just get in anybody's rear end now. I mean, you have to you have to make people feel like they're part of the program, that they have a good chance of playing. I mean, there's guys that I, I've heard him talk about have a chance to help them and have a chance to do this that we haven't even seen this year, you know. Um, but, yeah, I mean, you flip around the rosters, then, yeah, I mean, the Kent State coaches would beat Arkansas by 30 or, or so, maybe, yeah. I mean Arkansas beat them by twenty two.
2: Yeah, something like that. All right, Trey. Have a great rest of the day. I know yep. you still have I work guess. to do. Have a great rest of the yep. afternoon. That is Trey Bidding, Being brought to you by Asher a Record Service Company. Drive time sports will continue in a moment. It's Randy Rainwater. Join me for the Sonic Blast this Friday in Heber Springs with the Panthers hosting the Lone Oak Jackrabbits. Brought to you by Sonic Drive-In and 103.7 The Buzz.
1: Ringo Starr and his all-star band. The World Tour continues. This Thursday, the theater at Simmons Bank Arena. Help from my friends. Oh, I get high with a little help from my friends. Ringo Starr. Me, oh. With friends, Steve Lukather from Toto. From From Minute Work, Colin Hay. From Edgar Winner Band, Edgar Winner. From Average White Band, Hamish Stewart. This Thursday, the theater at Simmons Bank Arena. Sale now at Ticketmaster. Day, okay. Ringo Starr in his all-star band. This Thursday, the theater at Simmons Bank Arena. Produced by Outback Presents.
6: Do you need Rainwater Holton Sexton? Anywhere in the state, dial 8 888-8888. It really is just that easy. If you've been injured and need help, it doesn't matter where in Arkansas you are. Just dial 8. 888-8888. We'll come to you. I'm Mike Rainwater of Rainwater Holton Sexton. We have been thankfully serving our Kansans for years, and we appreciate the trust you've put in us. We work hard for you, Arkansas, each and every day. Anywhere in the state, dial 8. Are you a fan or are you the ultimate fan? Play the Elon DK Ultimate Sports Fan Packet Sweepstakes for a chance to prove you're the world's greatest armchair quarterback. All from the comfort of your own home theater. Visit an elon DK near you to enter for a chance to build your own home theater with a $5,000 Best Buy gift card plus a YouTube TV gift card. Your ticket to streaming your favorite games this season. Visit an elon or DK today and score big. No purchase necessary. 18 or older message and data rates may apply. For official rules, eligibility, terms and conditions and privacy policy, visit myelan.com slash ultimate sports fan sweeps. Our policies are competitively priced and include new car replacement coverage if anything were to happen to your new baby.
3: See Shelter Agent Kyle Stone in Pine Bluff, Grant Westmoreland in Sheridan, or Sam Eklund in Star City.
1: Brett Michaels, Party Gras 2023. Uh, Saturday, December 30th, Oak Long Racing Casino Resort Event Center. From over 50 million albums sold comes the Poison Hits and Solo Hits Live. Brett Michaels, Party Party Graw 2023. Tickets on sale now at oaklawn.com. Gambling
0: problem? Call
7: 1-800-522-4700.
0: Live from the Eat My Catfish studios, you feed your crave for sports by listening to Drive Time Sports. Much like you feed your crave at any of the seven Eat My Catfish locations. For peace of mind, share with us a piece of your heart. This is Drive Time Sports on the Buzz Radio
2: Network. Robert Irwin Jewelers is celebrating the 46th anniversary sale. You can save on engagement rings, wedding bands, diamond earrings, diamond pendants, gemstone jewelry and gold chains, and bracelets. And don't forget the mint to be guaranteed. Buy your loose diamond and custom-made engagement ring from Robert Irwin Jewelers, and you'll have 365 days to return it. Now, whether it's an engagement, anniversary, birthday, congratulations, I love you, I'm sorry, and yes, Merry Christmas. Whatever the occasion, get to a Robert Irwin Jewelers. Now, uh, whether it's from one hundred to one hundred thousand dollars, they have the perfect gift idea for your special occasion. So, stop in and experience the Robert Irwin Jewelry Jewelers way. That is in the Pleasant Ridge Shopping Center, out on Highway Ten, or better yet, go to McCain Mall in North Little Rock. Robert Irwin Jewelers, bigger, Body diamonds better prices. That's Robert Irwin Jewelers. I'm Randy Rainwater. We are now joined by... Now,
0: let's go to Arkansas's premier basketball recruiting analyst Kevin Hoopscoop McPherson for all the latest news for anything and everything basketball. Made possible by Fence Brokers. Fence Brokers, going the extra mile
2: and kevin the red white showcase is behind now you have a little bit of a gap between the next exhibition game what do you believe arkansas is going to be working on in that interim period
4: randy i think most men and i wrote about this i put an article out this morning kind of three priority areas i saw kind of Based on what I saw in the 45-minute limited practice where media got to see that, and then a week later we got the red-white game. So based on just observations the things that Melsman kind of talked about, I think the biggest thing they're working on is getting better at defense right now. Um, you know, he, he was putting out some offensive numbers charts today. Uh, in the story I wrote, I put out that the teams combined for over 60% shooting from the field um, you know, you had 50% from three. Now, the offenses did have 20 turnovers, but one thing I've noticed in the clips they were putting out over the, you know, after the June and July, when they, the little five-on-five five they did, they put some of those highlights out for each individual player. And I noticed how easy it was for guys to get down the middle of the court and get all the way to the basket. And I think, you know, Musk t- talks about they don't, they're a no-middle team. Well, they want to funnel drives, you know, to each side of the court. Cut the court in half or, you know, cut off two-thirds of it if they can. Uh, because when you get in the middle of the floor, everything opens up on the wings. Guys cutting back door to the basket. It's just, you know, their their scheme is to try to prevent that. And so I think they've got some guys with some lateral movement issues. He talked about that actually three years ago. The first Elite Eight team that he talked about early on, and now we know that team started two and four in league play, but he talked about for a while that he had, collectively they had some lateral movement issues and they've schemed around it and figured out a way to make it work and I think that's probably what they're working on now is getting better on defense. It's one red-white game uh, but you typically try to usually they're lower scoring since Musselman has been here 88-70 to so a lot of points uh, high field goal percentages for both teams. Certainly you like to see the three-point shooting in the transition offense but the the transition defense, the secondary fast-break defense and even the half-court de- defense had some issues, and um, you know, outside of Devo Davis, I mean, even Tremont Mark, who comes in with a, you know, a, a big reputation defensively, I think he's still learning the expectations at Arkansas and how they play here, uh, how the Hogs do it under Mussman, because I noticed even he having some lapses. Again, it's a scrimmage, but I think that's what they're working on, is trying to get better defensively. Now he talked about how everybody. They're further ahead in installing offense and defense than they've ever been at this juncture because of the experience and the veteran guys they've had, and they've been grasping the concepts and being able to install more relative to previous seasons. Uh, but understanding it, grasping it, and then going out and executing, I think that's the next thing is the guys kind of jelling, playing together. The other thing about uh, exhibition play, Randy, you're going to see the rotations probably at least for – and against Division Two, depending upon how that game goes, we know Arkansas struggled to win against a D2 team out of Oklahoma a couple of years ago and had to gut it out at the end. But you might see a lot of guys play again uh, if Arkansas is having its way. But you'll also probably see, at least in the beginning stages, maybe more of what a rotation looks like. The other thing that impairs all of it are guys like Trevor Brazil being out and who knows how much longer with Califf Battle as well. And I project both of those guys. Brazil's a day-one starter, obviously maybe battle two, but definitely both are top six, seven rotation guys
7: is fully healthy.
2: Let's check in with Steve. Steve, good afternoon. Welcome to Drive Time Sports.
7: Hey, Randy. Let me give you a score update between uh, Minnesota and Houston. Uh, it's going into the eighth inning, and Houston is up six to one. Okay. And, uh, you know, I was going to ask Trey about a, a Marion Harris. Cause if I remember just right, when he played at a uh, Joe T Robinson, wasn't he like a four star?
2: Yes, he was.
7: And let's see, one of the schools that was trying to get him, uh, was Alabama, correct?
2: That is correct.
7: And you know, that's what I don't understand. You know, we get these kids from in state. that are are, pre- are real good. And of course, he can play on both sides of the ball. Well,
2: but the other side of the ball doesn't need near as much help as the offensive line does.
7: But put him on the offensive line and see what what happens. I mean, good things might would happen if uh, you know he's in there.
2: I thought he played okay. well against Kansas in the uh, in the bowl game. And he and Crawford both now Crawford has had some medical issues which has set him back, but Emarian had that little knee stinger, if you will, back in the spring, in the spring game, but I've been told he's back to a complete 100%, and they did have him, with um, Manuel being out, they did have him working at left tackle behind Chambly, so maybe, just maybe, you know, at this point, it's not shuffling people around on the current existing Offensive line. I said this Saturday. I'll say it again today. Give him Marion Harris an opportunity.
7: Exactly. If give those, if Crawford give those is healthy, give to, him
2: an opportunity.
7: You know, because I don't like this. You know, Trey saying, "Oh, he's not ready." Well, I don't buy that excuse.
2: Well, no, I, there, there's something there. to be said about experience, but I don't understand why at this at this point. Can it be any worse? Give him an opportunity.
7: You know, you know and what I'm afraid is you got a kid like that, and he's going to transfer out to somewhere where he will start.
2: Well, the guy, if I were going to target as somebody who at the end of this season is saying thanks but no thanks is Ty Washington. For that guy to have labored I know, and spent all that time, and then all of a sudden you have this, quote, open tryout last week, and even saying that he didn't start the game, Sherman started the game, but regardless, he got his opportunity and he he took advantage of it. Why did it take this I long? Mean, Why did it take this long?
7: It may it may something's going on there on that staff. It, it, it's just not making sense. You know, like I said, I'm wondering if Dan Enos really wants to be there because.
2: Well, until you, talk, just, until you talk with him, you don't know. Uh, that's not a fair statement. I mean, you have to know well, I the mean, man. Yeah,
7: that's just that's just my opinion. I mean, I know that's not a fair statement. That's just my, my opinion.
2: I mean. Well, he's up in the box but anyway. that you can't see anything. Uh, you rarely see him. I mean, maybe if you go to practice Monday and Tuesday, the media could get a look at Dan Enos. I don't know what Dan Enos is thinking or feeling. Uh, certainly it hadn't lived up to, I think, anyone's expectations of what this year was supposed you know,
7: to be. You know, i say Dan Enos needs to go down on the field like like he uh, used to when uh, he I, was there before.
2: Wouldn't hurt. Getting the quarterback's grill.
7: Yeah. Anyway, that's all I got, Randy.
2: Can you imagine, Kevin, we're still talking football?
7: Well, I mean... <laughs> I'm
4: only kidding
2: I mean, you know we're we're talking
4: about four
2: straight losses i mean <laughs> I'm only kidding it's on everybody's mind I'm only kidding i mean i I'm looking at, at uh, between the live feed and feedback of the buzz text line and everything is obviously about football so um I apologize to you that right now we're in that uh in that mindset so no, but I do believe I was asked earlier had I more or less given up on football and was turning my attention to basketball, I said, no.
5: It's
2: too early for that. And uh, plus, I've got responsibilities, not only to this show, but to the post-game show. First security, fifth quarter post-game show. So, yes, I'm going to continue to uh, focus a lot on football, but that doesn't mean we can't start talking basketball.
4: Right. I mean, it's, you know, we've got these exhibition games, and then we're less than a month away, Randy, from, from the start of the official, the regular season. November 6th, Arkansas hosts Alcorn State. The first of four home games where the games will be, if you want to watch them, you, you got to have the SEC Network Plus or ESPN Plus. Um, and, and then after that, most of the games the rest of the way will be on either one of the ESPN Family Networks. There's a CBS game against Kentucky at Rupp Arena. In early March, and then you've also got the North Florida game at Simmons Arena, Simmons Bank Arena. Guess what? That's going to be live streamed for the first time in a while that you can get any kind of uh, you know television or live stream on in a, from a from the one Razorback game that's played there a year each year. That that's that hasn't happened in a while, so at least that'll be available. I believe it's SEC Network Plus, you know, in that case as well. So, um, you know, basketball season's relevant. Tomorrow, a couple of players uh, here locally, uh, class of 2026, Jacob Lanier, 6'6 guard at Maumelle, uh national top 30 player that Arkansas has offered a scholarship to and recently took an unofficial visit, as well as class of 2025, Terry on Burgess, 6'9 combo forward in Benton, uh, also has an Arkansas offer, also recently took an unofficial visit to, the, to Arkansas. Both of those young men will be traveling to Las Vegas tomorrow for uh, the end of week. Wooten, uh, Coach Wooten's top 100 camp. This is not only an elite camp of the best players in the country uh, uh, spanning a few various classifications, but it's also a McDonald's All-American game platform. So you're going to have a lot of the folks that get a vote in selecting the McDonald's All-American teams. They'll be on hand to scout these players and to see them. So it's a big deal. Basketball's 365 days a year. I know it's also football season, but It's always a good time to talk about hoops also, Randy.
2: There you go. All right, hang tight, Kevin. We've got one more segment with Hoop Scoop, better known as Kevin McPherson, courtesy of Hogville.net. Thanks to fence brokers, Chris Walker, and gang. Drive Time Sports will return in just one moment.
1: Join Justin and Wes Thursday as they travel to Simmons Bank in Pine Bluff to find out what teams will be coming to the Bluff for the King Cotton Holiday Classic. Hi, neighbor. It's Garen with Shamrock Roofing. Insurance deny you coverage on that roof? You won't be denied at Shamrock. Visit ShamrockRoofer.com for a chance to win a new roof absolutely free. Just visit ShamrockRoofer.com. Where one call does it all. This is Pat Bradley for Alcoa Community
8: Federal Credit Union and their Casasa checking accounts. With Casasa, earn up to 6% APY, cash rewards with no minimum balance, and refunds on ATM fees. Stop by Alcoa's new branch in Sheridan and visit with Kelly or Morgan and open a free Kasasa checking account today. Experience the difference with Alcoa Community Federal Credit Union now serving Celine, Grant, Garland, Hot Spring, and Perry Counties. Online at alcoacommunityfcu.org.
6: This is the Pigskin Preacher bringing you the word. If you think you're having a bad day, consider the curious case of Silsby, Texas woman Peggy Jones. On July the 25th, she was finishing a day of yard work when a four-foot snake fell from the clear blue sky wrapping itself tightly around her arm. She screamed, Jesus, help me! Please, Jesus, help me! The snake hissed at her and lunged at her face striking her glasses then a hawk swooped down and attacked scratching and jabbing in her arm until it uncoiled the snake and flew away good grief so much for doing yard work when you walk into a double bees you will be greeted with a warm welcome to double bees not attacked by a snake or a hawk double bees is a safe place double bees where you gas it, grab
1: it and go. That's Double bees. Land specialist Mike Poor at Whitetail Properties Real Estate chose forestry as his profession and has been a registered forester for over 30 years. As an accredited land consultant, Mike speaks land. He can help buyers like you find attributes on property that you might have overlooked or not fully understood. He also knows how to market property and negotiate transactions by understanding the needs of each party and providing solutions by being innovative, creative, and diligent. Call Mike Poore today at 501 428 7177. Whitetailproperties.com. Fort Thompson's and Sherwood, Savage. Access Two Camel Rifle with Bushnell Banner Scope. $399.90. Regularly $469.90. Ruger American Predator 6.5 Creedmoor on sale for $429.90. Regularly $479.90. Visit FTThompson.com. <laughs>
8: This is Pat Bradley for Whit Davis Lumber Plus. Whit Davis Lumber Company is your blueprint for success. Whether you're a professional contractor or just need a hand being handy, Whit Davis is your partner for getting the job done right from quality materials to tools for projects inside and out, they understand how important quality is when it comes to your home. So, when you're in need of a lumberyard or hardware store, think of my friends over at Witt Davis. You can find them in Jacksonville, Cabot, Sherwood and Greenbrier or online at witdavis.com
0: Now, back to Drive Time Sports live from the Eat My Catfish Studios. Eat fresh, eat local, eat my catfish. You've got Drive Time Sports locked in on the Buzz Radio Network.
2: Here is Randy Rainwater. As Arkansas's community bank, First Security helps people make life better for themselves and for other Arkansans. They focus on helping make our communities stronger. Every dollar that stays in the community helps the community through things like new homes and businesses, so other people can have better lives. If you want your banking dollars to do more good, check out First Security at FSBank.com. That's First Security Bank, member FDIC, equal housing lender, only in Arkansas. That's First Security Bank.
0: Now, let's go to Arkansas's premier basketball recruiting analyst, Kevin Hoop Scoop McPherson, for all the latest news for anything and everything basketball. Made possible by Fence Brokers. Fence Brokers going
2: the extra mile. And, Kevin, let me read just a few of these so I don't get so far behind. Uh, Farrell Hogg says from our Asher Record Service Company Live Feedback Bobby Petrino is in the box as an OC he hasn't been on the sideline for any of a games in the box or on the field is not the issue with Dan Enos I'll say this much this is only only my opinion I think that sideline is too big for Jimbo Fisher and Bobby Petrino in a game I just don't think that is a working combination I think it's the best thing Bobby's up in the box That way, Fisher has his space, Bobby has his space. Uh, That's just my opinion, why he's up in the box and not on the sideline. Uh, Colton says, please give me one good reason why most of our good players won't transfer out after the season. Tesla already posted his dissatisfaction. Same for a few other receivers. I don't know about that, but... uh, Kevin, I mean, it's uh, it's the year of the, uh, the generation now, almost, of the NIL. Combine that with uh, the transfer portal, and you're going to have turnover. I mean, it's just a fact of life. And uh, players come, players go now. And that's why you have to be on top of the transfer portal. That's why you have to be on top of your roster. And... I don't know what you can say to these players, what you can do to these players. Once they make up their mind, they're probably gone. So yes, there will be turnover.
4: Yeah, guys, I, you know, I listen a lot to the football commentary, and I, you know, I'm obviously forming my own opinions. And you know, I think the defense has been pretty good this season. I think it's been pretty good. I think the offense—it's more than just the lack of blocking. The, the timing on everything, all of their play action, all of every all the timing is way off, and teams are teeing off on them, and then you teeing up on them, and then you don't have a, a deep, you don't have an over the top threat to even keep the deep, you know, to stretch it a little bit. Uh, you've got some good receivers. Don't get me wrong, but you really don't have an over the top game, and that's part of what made KJ so good the last couple of years. At times, is being able to throw deep, um, <clears throat> but the, but their rhythm and timing is way off, and then you throw in the penalties. Uh, but but you see why guys are false starting. I, mean, I think it's because even when they don't false start, guys aren't moving in sync. It, and they're slow. Every little play action is slow. Um, and, and the rhythm timing. I mean, there was a third and th- I think it was a third and three. Arkansas was inside its twenty. I think it might have been the fourth quarter. And they needed a first down. They needed to pick up that first down and keep and give themselves a chance. And they had a they they called a quarterback keep for K.J. out of the shotgun, and he and they had him running east and west. He's not fast like that. You, you I mean, you know, a lot of the stuff that they try to do with him on, on design quarterback keepers are, are probably better where he's not trying to go east and west before he gets upfield. And they didn't get the first down. I think they were a yard or a half yard short, but that was just one example of not playing to the strengths of your, of your players, in my opinion. And on top of that, everything just looks out of sync to me. Beyond the struggles with the offensive line, blocking and holding blocks, and, uh, you know, pass pro, obviously the run game has just been almost non-existent, you know, save for a few plays here and there.
2: No explosive plays, for sure.
4: Let's talk with Chris. Chris, good afternoon. You got a question
2: or comment for Kevin?
4: Yeah, glad to join you guys. Thank uh, you. Um, I, I was going to tell Scoop that I really enjoy his segment, and uh, I really have enjoyed his uh, takes and opinions on the football team and was wondering if he would ever be interested in the head coaching job if he <laughs>
2: if it ever
4: became available uh, yeah, take I a I cut. My resume ready i usually have my resume ready to fly up to Fayetteville, I'll sit up there third midway third early fourth quarter Just I like got everybody else yeah, take a opinion.
2: pay he take a pay cut he's hoop scoop well, he can't afford to I, take that pay cut. <laughs>
4: I do have a basketball question, Hoop Scoop. I was wondering, yes, sir. Uh, what is going to be the difference this with this year's basketball team getting off to not a two and four start or, hmm. or, or a slow start? I, I know we want to get hot and said we're in February and March, but why can't we get hot in the end of December and January? And I'll take your answer off the air. I appreciate you guys.
2: Thank you, Chris. Yeah,
4: you know, I, I, I think Arkansas's got a chance to start better this time, because they they do have a lot of veteran guys, and they've always had, it seems like they've always started SEC play with one or two guys hurt. Last year, it was two guys that were out. The, three years ago, the elite, the first Elite eighteen team that won 11 straight SEC games, then won a 12th game in the opener in the SEC tournament, so 12 in a row, that team started 2-4. Remember, Justin Smith was out a few games. They started 2-4. In Musselman's first year, they started 3-1, then Isaiah Joe got hurt, so it always seems like somewhere in the league play they're dealing with injuries. If Arkansas can stay healthy, this is his best team, in my opinion, when I look at depth at every position, 1-5, when I look at talent, when I look at experience, and then there's a diversity of skill sets. You don't have a one-dimensional team much like you had last year when two of your top offensive players missed most of the season, and you became strictly a downhill team and not a very good free throw shooting team when you got yourself to the line on all those drives. So this team, I think, is going to be better at the line. It's definitely going to be better from three. I don't know how how it couldn't be, Uh, but I do. I think because of those things, the depth positionally, the experience collectively, and guys, they're being more versatile in each position, including shooting and spacing the floor. I think Arkansas sets up its best, if it is healthy, its best chance to start league play strong and maybe contend for an SEC title for for the first time in a long time. As good as they've been in the postseason, they really haven't been in contention for for a league title. That year I just mentioned three years ago where they won 11 in a row and then uh, to finish out league play, they still finished a game and a half behind Alabama, and Bama jumped out strong to start league play, and Arkansas was always playing catch-up when it came out 2-4. and So I think Arkansas has got a chance to position itself for a better start, and I've been saying and writing this, Arkansas, should be in the conversation, top two or three teams going into this thing this year as a potential team to be your preseason pick to win to win the league. I don't I don't know that the SEC and when media days comes up, they're going to vote them that way, but I expect them to be in that top three or four. But I think they've got a good case coming into it to say this might be the best team in the league this year, and maybe a preseason pick for some to win it.
2: All right, Kevin, this from our Asher Record Service Company. Live fan feedback. Underdog says, uh, Kevin, what's your thoughts on Jalen Graham? Can he play defense this year? Because we know he can score.
4: Yeah, I mean, it, that's a work in progress. You know, I saw some things in the Red White game uh, on that end from everybody that I was just like, wow, you know, but that, that Bussman's is not gonna, you know, he may he may hide it a little bit in the post game press conference just because they've been so bad shooting from three in transition that there's some positives there to talk about, but. Yeah, I mean, Jalen Graham's been focus, more focused in practice. He's taken the the two sides of the ball aspect of what most men expect more seriously. But I think he still has limitations. Some of the, his instincts, he's also, he, he, you know, he's not sometimes very physical when you're talking about him playing the five, which is mostly what he's going to play, backing up McKay Mitchell. So, you know, there are some things that uh, strength-wise and just his, his natural you know, he doesn't like to really play back to the basket and get physical. Everything he does is a quick, finesse move, and he's got good ups. He's explosive, but he's not a banger or a pounder guy. So when he faces those kind of guys in the SEC, sometimes he he's in, and then he's out because he has a hard time dealing with it. And then there's other things, help defense, rotation stuff. He didn't play, pay close attention to all that transition defense last year. He stunk sometimes, and that didn't look like he cared to get back. I mean, if he's fixing some of those little things and helps him stay on the floor, how good can he be defensively? I don't know, but he is mostly an offensive kind of guy. Fifteen feet and in, working left to right, using that pivot, drop step, and spin moves.
2: I like him. I just hope he can play some D to stay on the floor. All right, Kevin, we will talk with you on later this week. That is Kevin, Thanks, Kevin. McPherson, better known as Hoop, Scoop, courtesy of Hogville.net. And thanks to fence brokers.
6: Justin Anchor reminding you, the Certa Pro Painters is here to help you as we transition from summer into fall. And if you're thinking about doing something to the outside of your home, maybe it's long overdue. Certa Pro Painters is here to help. Have them come over, give you an estimate, and they can help walk you through the process of what it'll take to get it done. They can help you out with the color selection and everything else you need to get the job done right. Each Certa Pro Painter's business is independently owned and operated. Schedule your free estimate at Certa.